Hey everyone, welcome back. Episode 100. Episode 100 of Franco's World. I'm going to have video playing today. Hopefully it works. have to record off my laptop, but I do have a new light. Maybe the new light will uh, make me look good. Give me just one night. You're going to see me in a new light. Come on. Come on. It's right there. All right. Hey, thank you guys for uh, being here. 100 episodes. If you're just now showing up, you got to you gotta catch up. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff you got to catch up on. In the meantime, you got to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Franco's World underscore. You got to subscribe to the show. Leave a review. Even if it's bad, just give me five stars anyway. You know, the, do me a solid. I just got back from New York yesterday. Going to talk about my experiences and my trip up there. As you guys know, I had a plan for episode 100 where maybe I brought in a big time headliner or maybe I did a best of the past 99 episodes. Didn't do either of that because it was kind of like a spur of the moment thing where a job interview, spots opened up, my friend had a place to stay, all that stuff happened in a week. So it's like, okay, cool. And now I'm going to New York for a week. Ton of fun. And um, so I want to give a thank you to Joy Rinaldi. Thank you to Dean David, Mike Bramante, Max Spinelli, other comics that helped me out while I was up there and let me get my feet wet. Let me get some some time on, on shows, some good shows. Uh, thank you. It really means a lot. I really do appreciate all of that. So um, let's get right into the story here. I felt comfortable up there. Felt really comfortable up there. And as some of you guys know, my anxieties and my fears kind of got the best of me in the past year. Kind of beat me down. You know? And I was checking my heart rate constantly while I was up there because I freak out about stuff like that. I don't think it got above like 98. It definitely didn't hit triple digits ever. Or at least not to my knowledge. But I was, you know, walking through the city, taking public transportation, going here and there and everywhere, getting on stage in front of like 60 people on a hot show, not freaked out felt good. It was crazy. So I think I've kind of beaten my anxieties and my fears a little bit. This is great. And I was at a bar one night and this, this girl said, uh, you know, you kind of figure it out instantly. Like, is it for you or if it's not? And it must be, the city must be for me because I didn't freak out. I'm freaking out more here in the backwoods of West Virginia where I'm left my own thoughts than uh, up there in the city. I guess it's because you're so busy. You don't really have time to overthink. And that's honestly maybe what I need is that overstimulation. Because I'm left out here in the woods with nothing but my thoughts and my senior citizen parents. My brain just gets scrambled. <laughs> I, I really had a lot of fun up there. And uh, again, thank you to, to all the comics who helped me out and stuff. Uh, so I went up there originally. Here's I'll give you the whole story. Uh, job interview, undisclosed job interview because it's still in the works and I might get it. They like me a lot, so we won't go into uh, too deep there. And I looked at flights because I was going to fly up and back same day. Decided not to do that. All right. Decided not to fly up and back same day uh, because I was looking at the wrong dates. I was about to book a flight for May because I was like, oh man, 100, 160 bucks from Columbus, Ohio. Boom, boom. Same day. Psh, no problem. Hour and a half flight. That's easy. Well, I was looking at the wrong dates. So then uh, randomly texted my buddy, Joey. He actually was like, hey, you just want to come up here and stay all week and hit spots? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, going to want to do that. 
So uh, again, thank you to Joey, man, because his apartment's so nice and um, it really sort of eased the transition as opposed to having to stay in like a shoebox and cockroaches and rats running around. I got a really, really nice first first uh, bite of the big apple, you know, really, really nice welcome. Interview went well, got acclimated with the city a little bit, um, took an Uber to uh it was only 20 bucks took an uber from where he was staying he taught me a little trick he's like hey walk down a few blocks walk down a few uh avenues or whatever uber gets significantly cheaper so i did that uber was significantly cheaper took it to herald square where this office was in the shadows of the empire state building felt like a boss felt like i ran that city because here i am my nice uh college shirt my nice dress slacks blacked out GMC uh, SUV picks me up. I'm rolling. Through, I'm reading documents in the back, preparing for the interview. I'm the king of New York. This is my city. And then the narrator after the interview, it indeed was not his city. <laughs> um, I decided to walk home. It was like two and a half miles from the office to Joey's apartment. And it rained a little bit. So here I am covered in rain. Uh, just <laughs> full on, like immersing myself in the city of just a brisk walk a couple miles through, through the gross, uh, you know, looking gray, just wet, you know, the, just the classic New York scene. And it made me think like, dude, in the 1950s, if you didn't lay down your coat for a woman or forties or whatever, lay down your coat for a woman in the city. Uh, over a puddle so she could step on it and then go over you were a bad guy dude you think i'm gonna ruin this mink you think i'm ruining this mink you think i'm gonna put this mink down on the water for you no 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 keep the jackets on fellas keep the jackets on so there i am trudging through the city uh, I didn't really do take many pictures. I tried to fit in. I wanted to look like I belonged. So I only took a couple pictures uh, while I was there. I took a picture of myself in Central Park just to send to my parents to say, hey, I'm alive. I took a picture of Trump Tower as a joke to send to my parents and say, hey, here's your guy, LOL. That's not really, it, it's a joke. Um, and then I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to look like a tourist. So I didn't take hardly any pictures. My, my mom was very upset about that. She wanted to see pictures. And I was like, mom, I'm not going sightseeing. We've already seen the sights when I was like 10 years old. Don't want to see the sights again. The sights have been seen. So the interview went well. Uh, and then I had to get ready. Had, uh, I went to an open mic that night and went to, I got on a, at a show at the very end of a show. Sucked. Bad, really bad, and full transparency here because you guys know me and you guys know I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a terrible liar and I hate deceitfulness. I'm not going to lie to you. I sucked, flat out sucked. Um, had just driven eight hours, had just gotten acclimated into the biggest city in the nation, had just finished a, an interview that was taxing on the mind, and had just tried to piece together a five-minute set of new material and maybe old material. Sucked bad, real bad. There's evidence of it, and it's with me, and it's going to the grave. <laughs> it is going to the grave. It is bad. Uh, I know most people probably wouldn't do that on their own show, talk about how bad they were, but you know, because they want to sell themselves and whatever. But I'll be honest with you uh, later about the other shows I was on. 
Um, so did bad there. And uh, Joey kind of held my feet to the fire. He's like, dude, you need to have your five minutes. I don't know. Like, I don't know what he was going on in his mind, with whether he thought like I didn't have any material at all. But like, I just had to get acclimated with the city a little bit before I really went all out with the performance and everything. Because you know me, I like to walk around. I like to do act outs, be a little dramatic. It is a, it's an experience. You know what I mean? It's a, like, I don't think I have it. I don't think I have the innate ability to just stand there. Just, just solely stand there and deliver. I don't think I have that. But I do have the ability to be a little bit theatrical act out voice inflection here and there make it a make make it a whole show make it a whole experience and uh so i definitely did that in the other ones but um just just you know he's like man let's work this out and so he gave me a really nice compliment after the last show that i did really well on and he's like man you you showed up here and you never stopped working on your set and look look what happened like it was good and uh man it's really really hot show um other stuff i did obviously had to get some h and h bagels those were pretty good had to get some a new york slice from sabaro uh i i think it was called arturo's actually arturo's it was pretty good sliced garlic bread did not like did not like the garlic bread had some penne alla vodka pizza from another spot was good then i felt like absolute garbage after eating it so maybe it was not great what else uh, did I eat anything? Oh, <laughs> Chick Fil A um, didn't really go too crazy with the with the food stuff. Obviously, I went to like a deli, a local deli, got some cold cuts and stuff like that. Tried to tried to you know get the full. Oh, New York, we have the best bagels, we have the best pizza, we have the best you know deli. So there, I tried all that. Had to. It was pretty good. Um. Other than that, really worked on a lot of comedy stuff while I was up there, man. And, uh, you know, we had that episode last week, uh, myself and Jamie Wolf, and he had that Nate Bargatze quote, who's one of my favorite comics, Nate Bargatze. And he said, like, get off mics and get on shows as soon as possible. And it's kind of funny how it all works out. And not to solely, you know reveal all my secrets here but this wasn't this wasn't like i'm not like doing this as sort of like a level up as the sort of schmooze and get a leg up and bypass certain things it's just this is what i want to do and if it so happens the the byproduct of that is getting on shows then so be it but me interviewing comics has opened this up on like in an unbelievable way think about it like this folks in an old school way yeah, I got big dreams. I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to hit open mics for three years and three spots a night and make connections and do this. And like, then you're still stuck in open mics. I've been in West Virginia for a year interviewing comics virtually. They find out I'm in New York for a week and I get on shows, not mics, shows. It's, it's awesome. And I have no one to thank, but the people that, that, you know, uh, allowed me to get on and I didn't want to do a disservice to them by sucking it was cool man met a lot of really cool people there's so many really cool comics that um you know I just got their name or 
maybe just only saw their act and didn't remember their name, but man, a lot of, a lot of talent, a lot of talent, man. And it's so cool. And I just, I felt so comfortable fully immersing myself in that situation. I've really have not felt that, that level of comfortability have not felt that, that sense of almost peace in a long time. And I don't want to get too, you know, deep in this episode, but like, you know, I know, I know you guys are wanting jokes, but it was really cool. It's episode 100. Let's, let's reminisce a little bit, you know, it was just such an awesome experience to, to go up there and, you know, I had two shows that, that after the interview, that was a really packed day sucked. I sucked. And I told you guys that, but uh, I sucked. And, but, you know, hung out with comics afterwards. They were like, Hey, it's no big deal. You know, everybody sucks. It's uh, <laughs> just flat out. Everybody just sucks. Um, but then I got to hang out at the stand and the stand is a great club and uh, Chappelle performed there the other night and, and um, who I got to see a couple really good comics. So I forget their name. Unfortunately, one of them uh, opens for Pete Davidson. I know that much. And he was really good. And, and I saw my buddy, Jared Schwartz, as we know, Jared Schwartz has been on the show and he's a really good guy. He's running a really good show with mama's boy comedy and all that stuff. Uh, but he was, he was really cool. He came over and talked to me and he's like, man, it's so cool to see you up here and all that stuff, man. So shout out to Jared. It's just, it's just felt like, you know, I've, I've talked about this on the show for years and I finally got to do it. You know, you're sitting in the back with comics and you're just joking around at the tables and stuff like that. And that's, I got to do that, man. It was so cool. It was such a cool experience. Um, Never had performed comedy outdoors. Did it outdoors up there. The last show, which was the best show, at the Tiny Cupboard, which is a hot venue. I've been seeing pictures of these and videos of these Tiny Cupboard shows for a long time. And they just opened up an indoor spot. And I watched a, a couple good comics uh, perform indoors. But I got to perform outdoors. And uh, such a cool vibe, man. Because you can see you know, the, the Manhattan skyline um, from where I'm standing on stage. And all these people, you know, are sitting out there outdoors and um, you have a subway train going by behind you. But I didn't let that distract me. I just kept I kept pushing along through the subway train. Thank goodness it only got uh, got me at like three and a half, four minute mark or something like that. As opposed to like early on in my set, I'm trying to get the wheels started and it's just like the train's going by. Such a cool show, man. And I got to I got to be on that one of those tiny cover shows. It was Max Benelli's um show and uh man. I believe it was Max Benelli's or Mike Bramante. Either way, Mike's gonna be on the show soon. Um he was super cool. And there was a comic, his name was Sam. I don't remember his last name. I think I follow him somewhere. I don't remember how to say his last name, so I'm not gonna try to butcher it, but Sam, really funny. And uh he was super cool too. He said what's up to me a couple times. Really nice guy. It's such a it's such a cool thing, man. I know some people, you know, kind of get burnt out on the comedian on comedy talk, but this was such a new experience for me and it felt so natural. It felt really natural and that's kind of what I was hoping for. I was hoping it wasn't going to be like a I'm in a state of shock and awe and I can't even say words. It's like no, like go up there and do your thing and, and do it well. And I'm not going to lie to you. I think I did pretty well. And people said I was really funny and people said I did well. And none of the people in the audience came up to me after the show, but I also dipped out pretty early. So I, I guess I can't complain too much. It was cool, man. It was cool. 
that's that's really all I have to say about you know the whole show that the last show at the tiny cupboard just it was such a cool experience and i'm really happy that that was my last spot there because i did really well and if i sucked the entire time while i was in the city this episode would sound a whole lot different and there'd be a lot of soul searching going on and as there shouldn't be because like oh it's only your third spot in the city like obviously this is like you know the mecca of comedy and if like if you don't have it your first week here, it's not going to be the end of the world for you. But instead, I did well. And so it feels a little bit better. You know, it's like a, a, an extra innings baseball game. Think about it like that. Extra innings baseball game right now in the month of April. You win. Drinks taste a little colder. Shower feels a little better. You lose. The sun will still come up tomorrow, but it stings. It stings. You're thinking about it on the bus ride back. A 13-inning game. Man, lose by one. That's what it is. Comedy and baseball. I've said this for years. Very similar stuff. So, you know, uh, I, I don't know if I hit a walk-off home run. Because I, I don't think I killed him, killed him. But I got consistent laughs throughout. And I think I did really well. I think I hit a nice, solid double into the gap. Guy from second scored. They throw the Gatorade on me. There it is. <laughs> it's the dumbest metaphor in history. Man, so cool. Again, thank you to Joey, man. Uh, so let's talk about some other stuff that happened while I was there. Let's talk about the crazy people that I saw while I was there. I saw this guy, my buddy Joey, had an outdoor show. And in the middle of a set, this homeless guy came up and just kept saying like, Oobla or Hoopla or whatever and it's some word that means power and he just kept saying it and then he just kept pulling items out of his pants which was a very weird experience for me he just kept pulling items out of his pants and he had a dog a dog that was similar to that of a, of a sorority girl who drives a jeep wrangler and and wears uh you know mom jeans or something like that or boyfriend what do they call those jeans that's like more loose up the up at the top i don't know what those are called they're, they're not necessarily high-waisted though whatever dog like that Really nice dog. Very confused how Ubla got the dog. Joey made Ubla laugh. He told a joke about McDonald's and how his only vegetables. I don't want to ruin the joke, but you know, just think McDonald's vegetables. There it is. Ubla liked it. He just kept going Ubla, Ubla, and Joey's like, "Yeah, Ubla, Ubla. What's what's that mean?" He was like, "Power," and he's like, "Oh, hopefully, you know, you give me the Ubla <laughs> and." uh it was funny. Just a funny experience to see that. Saw a man piss on a church. Uh, you know, just, just emptied the clip full on, right all over the steps. You'll have that. Mm, didn't really see any street performers. Heard one guy. One guy stunk. One guy was singing Sinatra in Portuguese in Central Park. He stunk. Saw a guy... I almost play like a pedal steel type guitar in the subway. Really love that sound. And so, you know, I didn't have any dollars to tip him, but this is my, you get a metaphorical tip. Great job. Great job, guy. Um, what else, what else did I see that was wild? Uh, didn't, I don't think I saw anybody crazy. You know, obviously everybody sees homeless people and, and people pushing shopping carts and stuff like that. That stuff doesn't like bother me. Like, you know, the, they're people, 
they exist on earth. You know, they have a soul. There's that. I don't know. Um, I didn't really feel like I was in any danger. I know a lot of people, especially from West Virginia, they think, oh, man, big city, dangerous. You know, some guy did get shot and died the morning I left, just like a few streets up from us. And it was a young 20-year-old kid, and I don't know the backstory to it, but it is a sad scenario. And uh, just never really felt danger at all. Maybe I just didn't put myself in a situation like that. I don't know. But I got to do a bunch of fun stuff while I was there. Um, One day, we took the train to Astoria, Queens, hung out with Troy Bond, who's been on the show, and I forgot to thank Troy Bond. We had a heck of a time walking around Astoria, Queens. Uh, they're shooting a little something, something got to keep that under wraps. Him and Joey are, and, uh, we were looking for, for outfits from thrift stores and everything, man, fun times, fun times in Astoria. Don't think I want to live there. Thought I wanted to live in Astoria. Don't think so. Don't think I want to do that now. And I didn't really get to see, uh, cause I walked around a ton of it. So I have a decent layout of, of what we're, what we're working with here in Astoria. So I don't think I want to do that. Um, Brooklyn, I don't remember what neighborhood I was in, but uh, it seemed all right. It seemed a little different. Obviously, the apartment I was in with Joey was an incredible experience because that was in the Upper East Side, and it was awesome. So I got a little bit spoiled on that. Maybe I can find, you know, whenever I get this job, because I'm putting it out there in the universe that I will get this job with this undisclosed brand. Uh you know, I can live in the uh, with three roommates in the Upper East Side. Maybe, who knows, you know? I'm not going to rule it out. People were trying to tell me neighborhoods. There was this one girl in the bar that was trying to tell me neighborhoods. They all sound the same, dude. Upper West, Upper East, Lower Soho, uh, Fidei, Murray Hill, this, that, the other. You're going to have to, you're going to have to bring out a map. You're going to have to bring out a map because I have no idea where some of these places are. And now if it has a geographic location, upper west, upper east, lower, lower east, I can kind of guess. But when you actually say things like uh, Hell's Kitchen or you say things like, uh, I don't know, I'm just saying random, if I die, I'm not going to be able to understand that. And I know maybe you can't, oh, why would you say that? You can't live in so so. I don't know. I don't know where you can and can't live. I don't know what exists. I'm just spitballing, okay? So that's my goal now. That's my goal is find a couple roommates, live up there, uh, and, and do the dang thing. So just want to get back up there ASAP. Had a couple comics after that last show say some really nice things to me. Say, you are you were funny. You were really funny tonight. You have potential. Get back up here ASAP. That makes you feel good. That makes that eight-hour drive uh, back to West Virginia not as long. And that eight-hour drive back, whoo, I listen to so much Country Western because I have a new nickname, and it's been ran by a couple people just saying it, d- just saying it for, for fun. And they're like, is that, is that what you're going with? And I was like, I just said that. And they're like, that's awesome. I'll reveal it here in a minute. Uh. I listened to a lot of Springsteen also since I was uh, driving through Jersey and some Pennsylvania, you know, I have to listen to to Springsteen. I listened to Santa Claus is coming to town five times. Santa Claus is coming to town by Bruce Springsteen might be my favorite Christmas song of all time now. And 
it's not even necessarily Bruce. It's Clarence. It's the saxophone. It's, you know, he's like, one, two, three, four. And then, I, wow. Go back and listen to Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Listen to him blow that horn. Good stuff. Man. Uh, what an, I, I'm just like still, every time I think about it and, and talk about it, it's just like such an incredible experience. And I don't want to get too, you know, weird about it because these people do hit these spots and do these shows every day. But for me, it being my first experience, it means a little bit more for me. And uh, I told my dad I did well. He was pumped because he's a big comedy nerd. And, and I think in his mind, doing shows in New York, it's like, the end all be all because all his, you know, all these comedy legends that we both like, that's what they did. And, you know, he's talking about Belushi and he's talking about, um, he, he really likes Tracy Morgan and he, we just naming all these great comics. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, like if you want to get technical, I did, you know, a, a couple shows in New York similar to that. And, um, it's cool, man. Just really cool, man. To, to share a microphone with, uh, I saw a bunch of people go up that have all these incredible credits, whether it be Comedy Central or, or, or Tonight Show or whatever, and to share a microphone with them, really cool. And I know that's everyday stuff for all the all the guys and gals that are up there doing doing stand up every day. But for me, who was up and back, wow, it's really cool, really cool stuff. So the nickname, let's get to the nickname. I wore my denim. You know me, I'm gonna wear my denim, and I wore my boots. My my not my boots are not they're not a Chelsea boot, they're not a Chucka boot, they're not a cowboy boot, but they're somewhere they they're they're somewhere in between a cowboy and like a mid cut because they have a little bit of street look to them, but they also have a country look to them. They're really cool, really kind of their own thing. So I had my boots on, had my denim on. I'm walking around New York City. The concrete cowboy. Wow. Print the shirts. The concrete cowboy. Tell me that's not the best nickname you've ever heard of in your life. The concrete cowboy coming to a city near you. I think it works. I'm supposed to get tape back from my set tonight. Rinaldi keeps pushing it back. I understand he's a busy guy. But you'll see. You'll see. It was funny, man. You know, I, I, I swear I changed my set the last night like five times. And I was like, I'm going to open with this. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to middle with this. I'm going to do this. I thought of a, a tag in the middle of, of watching other people do stand-up. And I'm like, oh, the audience is feeling this. Let me, let me do this. Let me do that. Then I get up there and actually improv two tags and they both work. Now I got to remember those. And uh, open with a middle, close with a classic closer that at one point I was like, nah, I'm not going to tell that joke. Ah, okay, whatever. I'll tell that joke. Oh, I'll put the middle here. Oh, I'll open with this. It, I was, I don't want to say I was panicking, but I was scrambling around. And I was like, I just wanted something to stick. And it stuck. So I walked up there and I talked about, you know, being from West Virginia. And I talked about my background and how I'm trying to find a job and the steps that I take. And my unique methods of job hunting that I'm not going to reveal on here. Um, my unique methods of job hunting, the things I say and the things I do that are unique to me. 
I talked about my college experience. Uh, I talked about my parents a little bit and the religious upbringing. And uh, then I closed with a classic joke I, I tell about Akon. And uh, it, and it's, the Akon joke, you know, it was like basically four minutes of new material and a minute and a half of I knew the closer. And Rinaldi told me after, he was like, he was like, because he'd heard me tell that closer before. And he was like, you just told it an entirely different way. And I said, I was like, probably because the audience was feeling me the whole set. And I was like, okay, turn it up a notch, really sell this since, since they're turn since they're feeling it. And, uh, let's hit it hard. Let's hit that frozen rope into the gap and walk this thing off. Uh, so cool, man. And I followed a tough act. Max Spinelli went up there. I think he did 10, maybe 15 minutes. He had him rolling. And it was a tough act to follow. So he's a good comic, man. So shout out to Max. Thanks for getting me on the show, buddy. I'll get you back on here whenever you want, if you're even listening. Um, Again, man, thank you to all the comics. And I wish I could remember everybody's name. Shout out to the comics who I just met. Maybe you'll check this out. A lot of cool guys and gals. Um. But thanks, man. It was a really cool experience, and I'm going to take your advice and get back up there ASAP. So thank you, guys. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, FrankGhostWorld underscore. Uh, leave a review, like, subscribe to the show, tell your friends about it so it can grow, all that stuff. And, uh, man, thank you guys very much. Uh, I have clips coming. I have clips coming of the set, pictures, clips of the set that did well. The ones that didn't go well, they're, they're being burned. So, uh, thanks for, uh, being here for a hundred episodes. Here's to a hundred more. See ya.